listening to a collection of interviews conducted on arts and culture on The Morning Mixtape with your host, Nicole DiDonato. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9.15 a.m. on CGRU 12.80 a.m. in Toronto or stream it online at CGRU.ca. Welcome to Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. On today's show, I'll be playing an interview I did with Toronto pop singer-songwriter Stacey. Founder of the Toronto Women in Music Collective and prolific songwriter, Stacey's music is atmospheric, sultry, and insanely melodic. Her aesthetic is unforgettable, part old Hollywood, part Tim Burton Wonderland, and part classical romanticism. She released her new EP, First Move, on September 15th, and will be having an album release show on September 20th at the Drake Hotel. First Move blooms with luxurious production, yet perfectly retains Stacey's classical meets contemporary voice as a songwriter, leading listeners through bittersweet emotional journeys. Stacey has shared stages with Charlotte Day Wilson, Cameron Avery, Lenka, and Emily and Ogden. Her songs have also soundtracked TV programs including Lucifer, Orphan Black, and MTV Scream. In the interview, Stacey and I talked about her new EP, her songwriting process, as well as her upcoming show at the Drake. Let's take a listen. Hey Stacey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. So to begin, I was wondering if you can first tell me a bit about yourself and how you first got into music. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an artist based out of Toronto, and I just put out my second EP on Friday, um, and it's called First Move, and I got into music as um, a young kid. My mom asked me if I wanted to take piano lessons when I was seven, and so I did uh, the Royal Conservatory Um, music for piano um, for about five years Um, got my grade eight piano and um, and then moved into more of like a contemporary space so I started songwriting and singing when I was about a little bit later like 18 or 19 years old when I moved to university Nice. Wow, I love that. That's such a cool story how you yeah, started with piano. I feel like that's a good like instrument to start with as well. I mean, you can do so much with it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I was wondering, what is it about singing and songwriting that um, appeals to you? It's, it's really um, a release, and I find it absolutely crucial to my existence. I think that um, it's a way for me to work through uh, different emotions that are overwhelming at times um, and and really just encapsulate them in a song and it, and it just feels like you know you've worked through it once you get a song um, from those experiences yeah no I think that's a great point and I think too especially with your music I feel like you do you do cover some topics like I want to say heartbreak or, or like relationship stuff which is very relatable and I think just the way that you write songs is so beautiful and we'll talk about that in Thank a you. bit yeah no problem but first I want to talk a bit about your background and some cool things that you've done so um, I know that you are the founder of the Toronto Women in Music Collective which is super cool so I was wondering if you could tell me how that all came about Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was one week in uh, July of 2014, and I had just been running into a few, um, 
I run I ran into three different women that were doing really cool things. Um, so I played a show with uh, Martha, who plays in a band called Foresme. I I reached out to Megan Bennell, um, and I was asking her about her label. And um, I also ran into another artist, Akua, who um, has her own amazing project and was singing backups for Solange. And anyway, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. You're all hustling, doing different things. I want to learn from you. Um, and I invited uh, all of the women in music I knew over for a barbecue, which totaled uh, six people. Um, and I, we just had such an incredible, inspiring night of just sharing stories and experiences. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I started a Facebook group, and it was like by invite only, and just really started booking speakers. And it really just snowballed. We started um, booking shows, and the the group just grew, and it, there's about 1,300 people in it now. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Do you think that it all started with that? That's so amazing. And I think it is really important, too, to, like, highlight um, female musicians and their voices because, you know, there's so many talented female artists, even just in Toronto, but also throughout the world as well. So I think it's cool that you kind of started that. And there's such an amazing artist um, working with you on that, too. So, yeah, very awesome. And what do you think is the importance of that, like highlighting female voices and having different female artists working together in Toronto? Um, I think that there's strength in numbers and it's also just... You know, when you see um, people like you that are um, further along in their career, it's inspiring. So it's it's like you see a powerful woman um, performing and like speaking her truth. It's like, wow, like that's just it's so good for the community and for like younger girls. And, for, you know, it's just kind of like uh, the idea of, of mentorship almost in that way. And I think it's just it's important to to share the knowledge and the resources that uh, within the group. Um, And that's really like what a big part of it is about. And inherently, if people take those resources and, and, and use them and apply to their career, ultimately they're taking up more space. Yeah, and I think it's it's really cool too because I feel like a lot of the time with, um, like, you almost think of women as competition. I feel like in that kind of thing. So I think it's really interesting that you're kind of um, focusing more on you know how w- different women who are in different stages in their careers can support each other. And I think that's such an important thing. And I think, um, yeah, it's ju- it's just a great thing. I think you shouldn't be working against each other. Work together, and you mm-hmm. can create some great stuff. So it's a really cool thing and a great message for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, now I want to talk a bit about um, your sound. So it's very atmospheric, sultry, melodic, just very, it's a really great thing. And in terms of genre, it's usually described as pop. So um, I was wondering, how did you kind of go about developing your sound? Huh. um, You know, I think that it really took shape after... um, My producer who produced my first EP, he recommended getting a vocal pedal. And so um, it was really using the vocal pedal and the reverb and the delay on that where I, I found a way of singing that made so much sense to me and just it, everything clicked. Um, and obviously reverb and, and echo really creates this atmospheric sound. And so with that, with the vocals being the forefront of, of the songs, um, you build around that as a priority. And so I think that that was a really pivotal moment in in the development of my sound as an artist. 
Yeah, and I th- I think that yeah, your sound is very interesting too, and I think it's it's cool because with pop music, you often think of like you know Katy Perry songs, they're like really upbeat and like you know you want to dance to them. But the really cool thing about your music is that it is um, slower, but it still has those pop elements, and I think it's you bring this really um, like genuine emotion to it that I think really makes you feel things. Like I was listening to a bunch of your songs um, this past week, and I was just like, like it just like made my like my chest was like heavy. I was like feeling uh. so many things, and I was like it was it's great because a lot of the time pop music like not all of it but like some of it is just kind of like surface like just you know just meaningless things so I think it's cool that you bring that element of emotion but still that cool pop vibe too so oh thank you so much that means a lot to me those are like my favorite my favorite songs do that to me as well I I like I like songwriters that come from an, an honest place and um you know create something that you can connect to so thank you that means a lot to me yeah no problem and um yeah your music also has a really cool aesthetic as well it's um part old hollywood part tim burton wonderland and part classical romanticism Ugh. so <laughs> lots of cool things going on Love there those. yeah <laughs> um so yeah what why do you want to kind of incorporate those things or you know what do you think it is that about your aesthetic that makes people kind of feel those things or relate to yeah old hollywood and all of that I mean, I I just like I gravitate to um, sounds and images that are uh, timeless, and so that's just you know that's a personal taste, and I think that it just kind of comes through when I'm creating, and um, I want that to be a, a through line of the art that I'm creating. Like I think about um, bands like or like yeah, bands like Tame Impala. Uh, and artists like Tobias Chisel Jr., Lana Del Rey, where they have that like nostalgia classic through line. Obviously, like Lana is more like modern, but there's still that element of of classicness that I just it it really is interesting to me. Yeah, and I think it makes people relate to it too in a really cool way because it's like familiar but different because you have this with this new beautiful voice but like all these different kind of themes and ideas that are running through it and um yeah it's just super cool um and we'll get a bit more into that in a bit but um yeah going back to other things you've worked on I know that um your songs have soundtracked tv programs such as Lucifer, Orphan Black, and MTV Scream so what was that experience like for you like did you expect that to happen or how did that kind of all go about? So so those came through um with my um I, ha- I have a a deal with a Canadian company called Red Brick Songs, and so they pitch songs to TV and film. And um, when I signed on with them, I, it was really I was really new. So when those things came through, it honestly was inc- well, it was amazing for for me as a, um, a fan of music, and then of course, obviously as a songwriter, it's just kind of like I'm still like quite independent I don't have a label or a manager like too much of a team around me so things like that are like someone out there raises their hand and is like hey this is this is good enough to use for this and when you're working on your own it's easy to to kind of question yourself and so I'm really thankful for for that on a number of levels um just for like a full circle kind of moment as a fan of soundtracks um but also on a on a confidence level 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that that's amazing. And I think, too, like you said, it, it does kind of it, it kind of yeah, like makes you confident in your music, too. Like you said, it's like it's a, you get that reassurance mm-hmm. from having those like having these people want your song to be included, which is super cool and a great experience. And I mean, your songs are very, um, like I said before, relatable and they're just beautiful. And I, I can see them playing in like these certain scenes for sure. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Um, yeah, no problem. And yeah, with that being said, I was wondering if we could talk a bit about your songwriting process. Yeah. So how does that work for you exactly? Mm-hmm. Whenever I um, am, fe- am feeling something pretty intensely, I'll um, sit down at the piano and just kind of explore with my fingers and then I'll be um, humming along, just searching to see if I can find a melody and pull it out of thin air you know um and so I usually I I write everything front to back on piano um and and then I take the songs into the studio with uh, a producer and we build up the instrumentation from there yeah nice yeah I like how it's very much like in the moment too like when you're inspired by something and I think that's the best way to do it too to kind of document those feelings in the moment and like yeah if you're yeah feeling heartbreak or you're excited about something or it's just really cool to kind of capture that um when it's an authentic feeling too so Mm -hmm. I love that and that's another thing I've noticed too about your songs is that it is very authentic and it feels very in the moment um just the way that you sing it and the way that it's written it's yeah you're a great songwriter oh thank you so much yeah no problem and so you're releasing a new EP, First Move, on mm-hmm. September 15th. So um, what can people expect from this EP? It's really a snapshot of uh, an array of emotions. Um, and each song kind of offers something a little bit different. There's a few through lines, like like I said, nostalgia, romance, um, getting through certain emotions. Um, and, and really it's, um, it's a journey. There's some, you know, there's some really dark moments. There's some really epic moments. Um, there's some really somber moments and then there's some really like sensual moments and it's just kind of, it's a spectrum. Um, and it's really a snapshot of, uh, two years worth of writing for me, even though it's just five songs. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's amazing. And I think for an EP too to like have all those different elements, too, is a really great thing. And um, I'm excited to hear the whole thing. I mean, I've heard some so- a couple of your songs, um, which I'm, I'm sure I think those songs are on the EP that we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that and to hear kind of what else is in store for that as well. Um, and yeah, and with that being said, I was wondering, how do you hope people react or respond to this EP? I mean, I think that the main... Um the thing that I hope for is that it just resonates uh, on a level for people if they needed it. Um, that's what music has always been to me is it's a source of comfort and it's a source of uh, relatability to other people out there, you know, and it's just kind of like it can be there's a there's a lot of uh, socialization around um you know, sad feelings or angry feelings aren't aren't valid or like you keep those to yourself, you know, um, they're less palatable emotions. Um, and there's been, you know, I've been called like too emotional and stuff like that. But there's nothing wrong with that. To be emotional is to be human. And I really just want people to hear them and be like, hey, it's OK. Like, I feel that I someone else feels that, too. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I think it is important to to like feel those emotions and not to hide them and I think you do such a great job with that in your music and I think I know I feel like I keep saying this but your music is like you have so many emotions and it makes you feel so many things and I think that's such a powerful thing and I think 
with music, like that should be your goal, right? To make people feel things. And you do that. I feel it, it seems effortlessly. It feels like it's just like a part of who you are, which is so awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I just love it. I really, I really love your music. Thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. And I was wondering too, so I was wondering, how do you think that your new EP is different from your self-titled EP? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, qu- it, it's quite different. Um, sonically uh in terms of the production so my first ep is a lot more it's still dreamy and it's um the priority is vocals and and piano but there's not much else going on um with this new ep there's a lot more instrumentation um i also feel like with with the work that i put in as a songwriter and you know um just really working hard at that and writing as many songs as i can um i think that the songs are a, a progression or an evolution of of me as a songwriter but also me as an artist and a person right yeah and i remember reading too that um yeah first move has more of a luxurious production in mm-hmm. contrast which is kind of interesting and how your first one was more minimalist and there was mm-hmm. the focus on the vocals and the piano um but yeah i still think it's it's very interesting too to see like the development and um you're still yeah very much the same but it, you've grown and it's it's just cool it's a new sound and it's it's very fun mm-hmm. um yeah Thanks. No, no problem and now i want to talk about some of the songs on the ep so the first one i want to start with is first move so um what inspired this song um <laughs> it was uh this guy that i was hanging out with and um i just had such a crush on him and uh i couldn't for the life of me, get uh, a pulse on the situation. <laughs> really, <laughs> and, uh, and and it was so like it's it's such a strange thing because it's so exciting, but it's also so it can be so frustrating because you're like you're so you're so up and down in that moment. You're like, is 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 this gonna be a thing or is like this not gonna be a thing? And and the results of either of those options are either so exciting or so devastating. So that's what that song is is about. Is like that's why it's kind of left a little bit undefined, but it's still sensual because it is like that is a sensual moment and your your mind goes to all these places where, you know, the potential love could go. But um ultimately the song doesn't go it doesn't resolve uh, thematically mm-hmm. yeah I know I think it's it's interesting and yeah so relatable I mean I feel like everyone or most people have experienced something like that where they're like I really don't know how you feel I don't know yeah like can you just do something so I know yeah what the situation is but um <laughs> I think yeah for real I yeah. think I think it's so cool and I love how yeah you you were able to write about something like that and capture that kind of moment and that feeling because it's it's hard to do right to to really translate that emotion and I think you just do it so well in all your songs oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah for sure in this song as well and um and yeah I also read too that this song has over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify too which is amazing yeah, um thanks. so yeah congratulations on that oh, and thank you. yeah I mean well deserved great song I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um I also read too that this song was mixed by Juno winner Jason Dufour mm-hmm. and produced by Derek Hoffman and Alan Day so what was it like working with those people um all of those people are incredible um I have such a soft spot in my heart for each of them individually. Um, they're just all great workers. They're so talented. Um, they're so kind, and and it's it was just a pleasure. I feel very lucky to have have had them be a part of this EP, for sure. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's amazing. And yeah, to get to work with people with who've worked with other great artists as well, it's it's a cool experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and you also released a music video for First Move. So I was wondering, how did you come up with the concepts for the video? It has this like really great old Hollywood feel. Um, and yeah, I was just wondering if you could tell me a bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I knew I wanted to kind of create this dream world because that is being in that moment of of like that um the potential for things to go great or or poorly is sort of like being in a luxurious mansion by yourself it's isolating it's it's beautiful but it's kind of you know you're still alone um and in addition to that um it's very elusive. It's a very elusive moment because you're not quite sure what's going on. So um, a lot of the a lot of the imagery that we used is um, the result of using a a crystal. So it's actually we would hold a crystal up in front of the camera. So all of that camera work was it's in camera, um, not done in post. And so it's really just to create this effect of like is what's kind of going on here is this a different world is this a moving painting is this a lucid dream Mm -hmm. and that's how you feel in that moment of like is someone gonna make the move here like I don't am I crazy like what is going on (laughs) yeah yeah I love that that's so cool to hear that that's how you film that too that's I know I was wondering what that effect was it's yeah yeah. it's not exactly like I I don't know that everyone would kind of like pick up on the reasoning behind that but Mm -hmm. that's what the parallel was for me yeah, no, I love that. And I think it fits so well with the idea. And even just hearing you explain it, too, I'm like <laughs> replaying the video and I'm like, yes, I see that. Um, but yeah, either way, it's, it's beautiful. You look beautiful in the video. It's it's oh, it's amazing. And yeah, like I said, old Hollywood vibe, too. So I think there was, you managed to kind of do a bunch of different things in that song, which I think really worked well to highlight those ideas and themes. So awesome. <laughs> and another song I want to talk about is It'll Be All Right. So what is the story behind this song? Yeah, that song has always kind of, uh, for me, stuck out on the EP because it's it's like definitely the most upbeat. It's happier. It's not really about anything romantic. Um, it's a little bit ambiguous. It's more just about overcoming. And um, I wrote that song. It's also the only one that I didn't write in Toronto. Um, I took a spontaneous trip to L.A., and um, I really just needed a trip because I was just going through some hard, uh, a little bit of a rough patch. And um, and I lugged my keyboard out there and I was just like, I'm going to have a week to write and just chill out. And so I wrote uh, the song in this like Silver Lake Airbnb and it was sunny every day. And I like woke up and looked out this beautiful like ceiling to floor windows on this ho- the whole front of the place that I was staying and um, it was just a gorgeous landscape and was really inspiring and it the song just kind of came through me like a hug it's like a, like I think of that song as a hug in song form <laughs> I love that yeah oh my gosh wow and I know that's I think sometimes you need that too the change of pace the change of location to yeah be inspired and I love how you describe it as a hug that's so funny <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's 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 a really cool song, and another one of my favorites too. I mean, is this one also going to be on the EP? I'm it is, yes. yeah, yeah, perfect, yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, those songs are already those both those songs are already so great. So I can't wait to see what the other three are all about. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. and now I'm um, going back. I know you did um, a cover of "Build Me Up" Buttercup. 
by the foundations. So um, I was wondering, you know, when covering songs, I feel like it can be tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to make it your own, but still stay true to like the original song. So I was wondering, um, what was your process of kind of covering that song? To be honest with you, it was kind of an accident. <laughs> I just wanted to learn the song. Um, but I, uh, every time I sit down at the piano, I very instinctually um, go to minor chords. And so I just kind of started playing it wrong. And, um, and it was a minor chord, but I could sing the melody over top of it. And then I just started finding, I started working it out and, and moving through the chord progression, but they were, but changing them to all minor chords. And I just, I had this very uh, strange realization while that was happening. And I was just kind of like, you know, this song is actually so dark. It's so melancholic. It's so sad. And it's a song that, um, you know, when it comes on at a wedding, everyone runs out to the dance floor and they're like, why do you? Like their hands in <laughs> yeah. the air, like best time ever. And I'm like, this song is so dark. Like the writers of this were like seriously <laughs> out yeah. to trick everybody. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it came It came about. Um, I, I generally really like um, covers that flip the original on its head. So I feel kind of lucky to have stumbled into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Amazing. And you did such a great cover, too. And to think it was all an accident. <laughs> like, what the heck? Um, no, that's amazing, though. And yeah, again, just so beautiful. And yeah, you really did make it your own, which is such a like an, a special and an, an interesting thing to do as well. So great job with that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no problem. And um, yeah, so moving forward, you are having an album release show on September 20th at the Drake. Mm-hmm. So what's in store for this performance? I can tell you that, well, Baby Girl is playing. They're opening. They're from Hamilton, and I'm so excited about them. I just really, they write great songs, um, and I'm excited to see them play. I will also tell you it's going to be a rosy good time in a number of ways, and I'll give you one more hint for that. I have secured six dozen roses that I will be playing with, so... Ooh. Come by to check out where they're going to be. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I like the mystery, but also <laughs> those are some awesome hints, though. I love that. It sounds like it's going to be a really great show. And I mean, I, I've, I've never seen you live, but I can only imagine. I'm sure you're, you sound great live. And yeah, everyone who goes is in for a treat for sure. Um, nice. Yeah. So anyone who's looking to see what that's all about, go check her out on September 20th at the Drake. And um, yeah, and one last question about the performance. I was wondering, um, do you have a favorite song that you like to perform live at the moment or? Mm. Um, oh, they all kind of offer something different. You know, I think that Daydreaming is the underdog of the EP because it's not a single, but it's um, it has a really cool build and it was one of my favorite moments in the studio. There was all, myself, Derek and Alan were all, we all had a hand on a synth on a Juno six, uh, one, oh my God, I'm gonna get this wrong, 160, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to create this like epic build in the, in the bridge kind of moment. And so um, that song is, it's just the one that I always kind of have stuck in my head. Um, and I, I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like that one. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm excited to hear that for sure. I'm, yeah. I, it sounds like a cool song. And <laughs> I know sometimes the underdogs are the ones that surprise you though. So never, never discount any of the songs. Of course. Um, yeah. So, and, um, is there, and where can people go to find out more information about you and your music? 
Um, so I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so my handle is at Stacy Music, and it's S T A C E Y. Um, I'm also on Spotify and iTunes and and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can search Stacy and like one of the main song titles. So like First Move, and it will come right up. Exactly. Yeah, super easy to find. Um, And yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Have a lovely day. Every day is a special occasion. I love that. That's a great note to end on. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me once again. It was great getting to hear more about your music. Thanks so much for having me. I would like to thank Stacy once again for taking the time to speak with me. To find out more about Stacy and her music, connect with her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also be sure to take a listen to her new EP, First Move, on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Her album release show is taking place September 20th at the Drake Hotel. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. This was Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape.